Hey, wizards! Welcome back to Books with a Blonde and Brunette. And in case you were wondering, Lily's the blonde. And Charlotte's the brunette. And this week we are joined by a brunette who thinks she's a blonde, so she's a mixture of the two of us. You want to introduce yourself? I'm Mrs. Connolly. Yeah, this is our friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited to be doing this podcast today. It's our very last... Last, right? It's our, it's our very last installment. That's installment. And we're never doing it. You would say... Time. Can you say it for me? It's our very last installment. Yeah. And we're super excited to have done this journey with you guys for 12 long weeks. The and longest weeks. The of longest our lives. weeks of our lives. <laughs> and this week, we have been planning this podcast since the first rotation of podcasting when Charlotte was the leader of this. The editor. This thing. So yeah, we are doing the book Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And... We're just super excited to talk about it. This is a summary of the book. For years, rumors of the Marsh Girl have haunted Barkley Cove, a quiet town on the North Carolina coast. So in late 1969, when handsome Chase Andrews is found dead, the locals immediately suspect Kaya Clark, the so-called Marsh Girl. But Kaya is not what they say. Sensitive and intelligent, she's survived for years alone in the marsh that she calls home, finding friends in the gulls and lessons in the sand. Then the time comes when she yearns to be touched and loved. When two young men from town become intrigued by her wild beauty, Kaya opens herself to a new life until the unthinkable happens. That was really good. You're Thank just you. good. You're just a storyteller. It's not my first rodeo. Ah, okay. This podcast will contain spoilers. Yeah. So this week is going to be different. We're not going to focus so much on like the summary of the book, but more so the end of the book. Um, so we're going to just go through the different points of the book at the end that we thought were really strong and some things that stood out to us. Miss Connolly made some notes. So we're just going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, she's very prepared for this podcast. We're never prepared. She has printed out things. No, look at Charlotte's book, though. It's loaded with tags. I know. So she was very prepared. She was so prepared for this. I mean, I want to say that <clears throat> I was prepared and Charlotte was prepared for this podcast. But someone else. I read the book. What more can you ask Millie of me? Shmilly <laughs> Shmiracek. Well, I think you need to, like set the stage like what was the story about this is i'm gonna talk about the ending you need to like talk about what happened how did we get here how did we get to kaya being on trial for murder how did we get there well kaya's lived in the marsh her whole life she was one she was one with the grass (laughs) she was a grass girl (laughs) and she had like a little a little romance with chase who was like the the it boy he's the quarterback of the football team so she had a fling with him and like later in the life and it went south and then a couple years later they what is the well he he kind of like found her he found her like he got engaged to someone else and like married or whatever and then like went back to the swamp well i mean the the premise is she does not attacked her yeah he he rapes her he attacks her right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah He attacks her, and she gets away from him, and then uh, a couple days later, he is found dead. Um, I think it's a month later. A month later? Yeah, a month later. Mm -hmm. A month later, he's found dead, and they suspect her, so they put her on trial, and then a lot of the preface of the, like, a lot of the premise of the book is her being on trial, and you never really know what happens. 
Well, you, you figure it out at the you end. You figure it out at the end. Yes. Because <laughs> her husband figures it out. <laughs> All right. So here's what happens. Okay. So Kaya's mom abandons her. Mm-hmm. And then the father, who's a drunk, just abandons her as well. So she's literally living in this house all, all by herself. And all her siblings leave. All of her siblings leave. She has no education. And this um, boy, Tate, stumbles upon her and teaches her how to read. And it turns out that she's actually quite brilliant. Mm-hmm. And she winds up writing a book as she gets older. about multiple all books. Of, Multiple books about all of the things that she's learned mm-hmm. on the marsh. Film. Yeah. Um... However, Tate leaves at one point to go away to college, and that's when Chase discovers her. They have a little fling, mm-hmm. but he's from a wealthy family. He's embarrassed by the fact that he's dating the Marsh girl, mm-hmm. and he gets engaged to another girl without telling Kaya. Um, I don't know how long, what the time span is, but Chase I think at one years. point does try, just try to have sex with Kaya, and Kaya's like, no, I'm not ready. And he winds up raping her. Mm-hmm. And um, then a month later, he's discovered dead. Mm-hmm. Then they arrest Kaya and she goes on to trial. And during the trial portion, you never they never make it clear if she killed him or not. And they don't say it until the very end. What is it? The last few pages. Yeah. Um, Kaya ultimately gets off on the trial. She's found not guilty. And then she lives the rest of her life out with Tate. And then when she dies, she dies at what, like 62 or 64, something? I think she was. 64. Um, what did they, he... <clears throat> he discovers a box with very incriminating evidence. Her husband. One of the pieces of evidence that he finds is a necklace that she had given to, to Chase. Chase. And she takes that necklace when she kills, kills him. him and um, keeps it as a memento. And like, I guess the question is, why does she save that necklace? Mm-hmm. Did she have feelings for him? Um, I don't personally think so. I think the reason she kept it was to be like, I'm taking this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you took so much from me and I'm taking this back. It's like I a agree. power mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then the last piece of incriminating evidence is a poem that Kaya wrote um, under a pseudonym. And I'm gonna read the poem. Okay. It says, luring him was as easy as flashing Valentine's, but like a lady firefly, they hit a secret call to die. A final touch unfinished, the last step a trap. Down, down he falls, his eyes still holding mine until they see another world. I saw them change. First a question, then an answer. Finally, an end. And love itself passing to whatever it was before it began. So that's her like explaining that, because he dies from a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, she's explaining that she pushed him. I don't even know. The whole time I was reading the end of the book, as soon as I read the part where she was like the poet... I was like, no, I thought that was crazier than her killing him because I knew that she killed him like the whole time. Not not from this. Like, I just had that feeling. I was like, there's no way she it didn't kill him. They mm-hmm. wouldn't write a book. I really didn't think she did. I, I, I knew really she, did she did. Who did you think did it? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't even think I thought anyone it did it. It could have been his wife or a fiance. I really just didn't think she did it. I just, I just knew. Just I had the way that she was in jail. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes guilty people in jail kind of have that guilty feel but she was just so persistent with like i need to get out of here i'm i need to get off of this i need to get off of this like she i i don't know i feel like she was just so depressed that it made it seem like she was wrongly accused they mentioned or the author mentioned at one point the father teaching her this lesson that somebody like this is never gonna stop doing these bad things Mm -hmm. and so like you never trust anybody um he'll keep doing it and i think that's one of the reasons too why he didn't teach her very much, but that's one lesson that 
he did teach her not yeah. to trust people. So there's two really cool things about this book. Um, the first thing is that the chapters start, it starts in 1952 and she's like six years old. And then it goes to 1969, which is when Chase is found dead. And so the whole book goes back and forth between like her growing up. So she obviously ages and until it reaches a point where the dates match up and it's only like present day, but it's constantly going like past and present. In the beginning, it was kind of confusing for me because I was like, wait, what's going on? But then you pick up on it really quick. So that was the first really cool thing. And then the second cool thing about this book is that obviously Kaya starts off She's not educated. She didn't know how to read or write. So obviously her dialect was <laughs> uh, <laughs> was a little incorrect if that I don't know. But like so the writing of the book followed her in her journey of learning to read and write because as soon as she like learned um all the writing got like the dialect normal. the changed. dialect changed as she started learning. So I thought that was so cool reading through because the beginning of the book is like such broken English is like kind of hard to read and they're Southern. So like the words are all combined and they're like, they use strange terms. But then like, as she like learns more, like all the writing becomes like normal and everything that she says becomes like more grammatically correct. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I just thought that was so cool how the author could like match that. Like, I just, like, the whole time I was reading, I was like, wow. Like, I actually understand their, what they're saying now instead of trying to figure out what, you like... You got to see the transition. Wait, what's a, weird, what's a weird thing? Let's try to find one that they said. Because there's a lot in the beginning. Oh, here's <clears throat> one. This here will get your food for the week. Huh? Thar, thar ain't no such thing as handouts. Everything costs something. And for the money, you got to keep the house up, stove wood collected, and wash in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I want to do another one. Mm. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Do you want to read one? I can skip it. <laughs> this one. Have a... <laughs> Have a mind to tell y'all's mamas about this, or better, y'all's papas. <laughs> Riding fast like that on the sidewalk, nearly running me over. What y'all gotta say for yourself, Chase? This is before he was dead. <laughs> yeah, really, thank you. All right, wizards, that's all we have for you guys this week. We're devastated that this is our last Thanks run. Thanks for listening, all three of you. Yeah. Well, it's the three of us. There was so. at least 24 people that listened because we listened as a class. Nobody listens in class. That's true. That's why I hate Thursdays. <laughs> we um, hate Thursdays. We hate Thursdays in this class, but... Thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Now we're going to stop. Watch our... Watch our... Our... Episode. episode and read our newsletters. Read our newsletters. <laughs> listen to our other... Terrible outro. ...podcast. <laughs> and be sure to check out our all-star round starting up next yeah, week stay tuned to see what we are yeah and it won't be podcasting unfortunately yeah. but we love you guys love you a guys. little bit not really okay. bye bye